values, and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. Final hour of the show. If you haven't subscribed to the Mike Broomhead Show podcast, now's a great time to do it. Never miss a minute of the show. Very simple to do. Listen to your convenience. The Mike Broomhead Show podcast brought to you this week by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home by going to carolhasthebuyers.com. That's carolhasthebuyers.com. We've been watching the economy and the ebb and flow and what's going on. Are we in a recession? What's happening? What's the good news? What's the bad news? Gas prices going down. Good news. Very good news. But what else is happening? We're going to connect it, uh, what I believe are some of the shortcomings, uh, and there are a lot of them, in the new spending bill that was just passed and signed by the president, all the claims that they make. Again, there's one thing about promises made, promises kept. This president has been keeping a lot of his promises to his base, but what results will come of them? They say that this Inflation Reduction Act is going to reduce inflation. The Congressional Budget Office says that's not true. It may make it worse or have very little effect, but it certainly isn't going to help. That's one of the things from the CBO. Also, it's not going to help the most people with prescription drugs. It's not going to make it cheaper. It may make it more expensive. But they also are talking about the expansion of IRS agents, 87,000 new IRS agents. They say only going after the rich. Um, here are some experts. Grover Norquist, and we've had Grover on the show before, Americans for Tax Reform. He said yesterday, um, this is what these 87,000 agents are going to do. He said they are going to be targeting people that keep telling us they think they uh, that they keep telling us they think are restaurants and barbershops and so on. That's their target. And we know this because every single Democrat in the Senate voted against to defeat an amendment which said the law will not allow any increase in audits on people making less than four hundred thousand dollars a year. Now, you didn't hear that part, did you? You didn't hear the part that there was an amendment that was floated by Republicans that would ensure no one under $400,000 a year would get audited, and every Democrat voted against it. How come you didn't hear about that before it was signed? Very interesting. Um, Restaurants in – this is about the economy. Move away from that for a moment. Here's a headline. Restaurants in deep blue cities starved for diners while Florida is feasting. Minneapolis, San Francisco, Portland restaurants well below uh, 2019 traffic or pre-COVID traffic, according to Open Table, with Fort Lauderdale, Miami, and Tampa are busier than ever. Now, in southwest Florida, where I grew up, the town of Fort Myers isn't as well-known, and that's the town I grew up in. But just to our south is a very well-known, affluent city called Naples. Naples, Florida is one that's very familiar to many people. Um, That doesn't mean there aren't affluent parts of Fort Myers, but Naples is what's known. Great restaurants there, flourishing. You look here around the valley, restaurants are doing well. Well, part of the reason is that the people that have the kind of money that go out to eat very often, that spend a lot on going out, are people that have more money. When you take that money from them, they stop going to those other places when they can't. I mean, it's just, and even if it's a mental thing, but that's part of what's happening here. I mean, I know that that's the truth. Now, I want you to hear this. Amazon to raise seller fees for holidays amid rising costs. From October 15th to January 14th, sellers will be hit with an average fee of 35 cents per item sold using Amazon's fulfillment services in the U.S. and Canada, according to a notice from the company. Um, It's the second fee hike imposed on merchants this year by the online retailer. In April, the company added a 5% fuel and inflation surcharge. 
Um, in a notice sent Tuesday, um, the holiday season increases logistics costs due to the volume of shipping being transported. Our selling partners are incredibly important to us, and this is not a decision we made lightly. The people that I know, um, the people that I know, when they are seeing these businesses taxed, they understand it's going to be passed on to the average person. No one is going to eat this themselves. And Amazon is just an indicator of what's happening. Here's another one. Target profit plunges 90% as inflation-weary shoppers pull back. I want, you know, what, what do people think is going to happen? Here's how much businesses are raking in um, and what's going on. And, and this is – I'm just trying to look at some of the statistics that I had, uh, had outlined in this. Uh, retailers are talking about unwanted inventory levels. Sales are up. Prices too. Um, but when you're seeing profits at places like Target go down, Target reported a profit plunge of 90 percent in the second quarter, far, falling far short of expectations as inflation-weary customers pull back on spending on non-essentials. So let's chronicle what we've talked about over the last couple of days. We know that manufacturing cratered the second highest drop on record. Manufacturing is down because there's more items on people's shelves. Now you're seeing a drop in purchasing, which means those shelves are not going to be unloaded anytime soon. Manufacturing may stay low. You have prices going up, and now these tax hikes haven't even really kicked in yet. Now you add into that these small businesses that are already struggling. When they talk about restaurants and barbershops being audited more often, isn't it interesting that an industry, the service industry that I talk about so much, that the service industry, has suffered so much through this COVID shutdown, takeout only, no bar business, limited bar business, diminished capacity, all these things that happened for such a long time. And now on top of all of that, now they've got this to worry about from the IRS. It's counterproductive to success. It just is. And last but not least on this topic, um, as Joe Biden signs the largest climate package in America or in American history, some people are bothered by the policymakers hesitance to create a tax on meat. Democratic lawmakers have claimed that the um, the livestock is producing methane and that it's uh, it is having this huge impact on the climate. So they want a tax on meat. To fight climate change, somehow taking tax dollars from farmers and ranchers, somehow taxing the meat industry is going to somehow change the outcome of climate change. So this is a never ending policy. So when we look at the political landscape that we are in right now, I find it fascinating that with all of the arguments that are going on that the Republicans don't walk into a takeover of Washington, D.C. I think the Republican Party needs to take a really good hard look, especially if you're running for an office in D.C. They need to take a really good hard look at strategy. The American people are not dumb. And the policies that are being put forward right now are not ones that are conducive to growth or success. That's what you should be selling. All these other things that we're arguing about and fighting about are a distraction from the disaster that's on its way. We got to stop fighting party politics and talk policy. If you do that the right way, you're going to win. Coming up in a moment, we'll get you caught up on the biggest news stories of the day. It's Did You Hear This in just a couple of moments. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. All right, let's catch you up on all the big heads, headlines and news stories. Did you hear this? 
Did you hear this? Broomhead's reaction to the hottest news stories. Yesterday, Governor Ducey signed the new school voucher program into law. Under House Bill 2853, our educational savings accounts will be available to all K-12 students across the state. ESA is now the law of the land. Do you think we'll see significant improvements this school year? Or do you think it's going to take a little while? I, it depends. I think we're going to see some improvements as far as parents starting to use this. But I think as people realize how it works and what they can do with it, it's going to expand. That expansion is what I think is going to foster the competition that we need. Um, I am a big proponent of education and educators. I don't like the business of education. I don't like what it's become as an industry. I think that the politics and the business of education get in the way of teaching. And I think parents having this kind of choice means that they're going to have more input with the school districts or the school districts are not going to stay the same size. They are going to lose funding and that's their biggest fear. So in order to hold on to the parents and hold on to the children, they're going to have to cater to the needs of those parents. I think that's the upside of this. It may not happen in the near, you know, right away, but I think over time, parents are going to acclimate to this and we're going to see a lot of changes in education. PJ Dean, Secretary of United Phoenix Firefighters Association, joins you to talk the struggles of the fire department that the fire department has been facing for apparently a decade. In the decade between 2010 and 2020, we built one fire station. That's not enough to move the needle. That's not enough to stay abreast of our growth. That's why we're sounding the alarm. Do you think growth management is starting to reveal itself as a thorn in our side as a state? Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. I think that when it comes to public safety, um, I think Phoenix Fire has been a victim of their uh, own success the same way Phoenix Police has done, which is mean they have been able to do a good job with less than they need. And there wasn't enough changes being made. There wasn't growth in those agencies. And now that it's become critical, you have both fire and police speaking out and saying we are dramatically understaffed. And I think now it's coming to a head. The people of Phoenix hearing that response times from the fire department have gone from five minutes in 2010 to almost 10 minutes now, almost double the response time. Thinking about someone that is ill in your home or a fire in your home and having a doubled response time, what a nightmare that is. I think there's going to be movement because now the voters are going to start paying closer attention. You are listening to Did You Hear This? We do this every day at this time to catch you up on the big headlines. In an exclusive interview with KTAR's Colton Krolak, Senator Cinema spoke about the Inflation Reduction Act when it comes to Arizona water and farming issues. It'll help blunt that pain for farmers across the state. It'll also give us a little bit of breathing room as we plan for innovative technologies and new strategies for the future. Do you share her outlook? Um, it may help the farmers avert a financial disaster for the farmers themselves. But there are a couple of things here. We should have been doing more earlier, which you can't change. We should have had more forethought, but we've got to be aggressive. But the part of this that concerns me most is we have a food shortage in the world. We know that because of Ukraine and Russia, the wheat production that comes out of that part of the world and how it's affected the world's food supply. If we're not growing it here, how are we going to now? How are we going to eat it in the fall or how are we going to eat it in the spring? If in next year, those crops that are planted, if we're reducing the number of crops, that are planted, who's going to, I mean, what is that going to do to the price of food that is already skyrocketing for people? So I'm glad that they're going to do something for farmers so that they are not financially destitute because of these water change rules. But what about the consumer that is going to be paying an even higher price for healthy foods because the price goes up because there's less of it that's available? That's my biggest concern. 
A 12-year-old took a van and Fresno County police on an excursion yesterday for almost an hour. Witnesses said the minivan hit a sign and took off. When a deputy tried to stop the van, the boy accelerated, running stop signs and driving on the wrong side of the road. The young suspect even managed to avoid some spike strips. He was arrested and now in juvenile hall. Did you ever go for a joyride as a kid? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, no Kevin stories. Uh, that, it is a Kevin story. Oh, Jesus. It's a Kevin story. <laughs> um, um, my buddy, Kevin, um, on his 13th birthday, I think I was 12, so he was 13, or he was either 12 and I was 11, um, we decided to push his mother's station wagon down the driveway and take it for a drive around the no. neighborhood at about 2 o'clock in the morning, and it ended with us, uh, Kevin behind the wheel, and driving up a tree. Uh, we hit a tree and actually ended up vertical um, oh. in a tree, uh, and we ran from the scene, and uh, Kevin got grounded for the rest of his life, <laughs> and um, I was never supposed to talk to Kevin again. That's a true story. <laughs> that day. Uh, that was, oh, that's funny. If, if I'm going to tell a story that's funny about my childhood, I've got a few friends that are definitely going to be involved in them, and that is a true story about my childhood. Not one I'm proud of, and uh, certainly not one my parents want to remember, but it is a true one. Uh, in a moment, your chance to join us in the give We have been telling the stories of Phoenix Hospital, Phoenix Children's Hospital, and the great corporate partners that have come alongside us, and all of them partnering together with you for one cause, to keep Phoenix Children's Hospital vibrant and doing the great work in the community it's doing. So more on Phoenix Children's and the Giveathon next. The Giveathon for Phoenix Children's is presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and the Auction Indian community. KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Giveathon on the Mike Broomhead Show. What a week it is. Uh, this comes around once a year. It's the Giveathon for Phoenix Children's. It's presented by Your Valley Hyundai Dealers and Auction Indian Community. And it is a week of us all coming together. Great corporate partners making big donations and whatever they can. And people just like you in our community doing the same thing to make sure that Phoenix Children's Hospital can focus on the health care for all of these children for the multitude of reasons why they need to go there and for the families that are there with them. That is what we are doing right now. So let's go to one of those corporate partners. This is a longtime partner of Phoenix Children's local Dan Harkins from Harkins Theaters. This is Dan Harkins, owner of Harkins Theaters. Harkins Theaters has been a proud sponsor and supporter of the Phoenix Children's Hospital for over 25 years. As a homegrown Arizona company, we are so thankful to have a world-class hospital like Phoenix Children's right here in Arizona. We are also proud to support this year's Giveathon as part of our annual Feel Good Partnership, where we support the Center for Cancer and Blood Disorders. So call the phone bank and make a donation at 602 933 Four five six seven. Thank you, Children's Hospital, for what you do to help Arizona families. We'll see you at the movies. What a, what a kind gesture, and he has been a partner for such a long time, and it, it's a great thing they do in court par, par, partnership. I want you to hear more of why we are here, why this means so much to me, why this place is such a uh, a blessing to this community and has been for such a long time. It's another one of our stories of hope presented by Madame Holmes. Imagine if you're a labor nurse, you're working around moms and newborns for a living, so you understand the significance and the dangers of pregnancy. And at 24 weeks, you become t- terribly sick with your own pregnancy, and life immediately changes for you and for your baby. This is Layla's story. I'm Paula. And I'm Tony, and this is Layla's story. 
It was absolutely perfectly normal pregnancy. And then it just like out of the blue, I got really sick and wound up having her. I believe kids ought to stay kids as long as they can. Turn off the screen, go climb a tree, get dirt on their hands. It all happened so fast. I got there at 2 o'clock and she was born at 5. You know, me as a labor nurse knows that a 24-weeker is not good. There's a lot of issues 24-weekers can have when they're born. I really didn't know what was the possibilities of things going wrong until she explained it to me. We literally didn't think that she was going to make it. Most 24-weekers don't have very good outcomes. The nurse practitioner tried three times to intubate her, and I begged her and started crying just to save her. And they tried one more time, and she was actually able to intubate her that last time. That first night was very hard. Not knowing if she's going to live or die, never knowing if I got to hold her before that happened. It was very, very rough. Monday after she was born, he sat down with the neurologist. They explained that she had the grade four brain bleed on one side and a grade two on the other side, that, you know, there's a possibility that she may never walk or talk. That's when they gave us the option if we were going to keep her on life support or take her off life support. So we said as long as she wasn't suffering and she wasn't in pain and she wasn't hurting, that we wanted to do everything possible for her. And she's here today. We got to bring our baby home finally after 115 days. But with a 24-weeker, your journey is never going to be over. They have lifelong medical issues. It's, like they say, a roller coaster. I believe most people are good and most mamas ought to qualify for sainthood. The biggest hurdle for her is, is what kind of future is she going to have? I want her to be just like her sister and not have to worry about anything but being a kid. Our new normal is to whatever's going to help her live a happy, healthy life. Do I think the roller coaster is over? No. Do I think that we're in great hands with PCH for whatever else arises? Absolutely. Every hurdle that we've gone through, they could help us at PCH, and they have made it as easy as possible for us to go through all these challenges. It's not like going to a normal hospital, like we were driving on the way here, and she actually wanted to go to PCH, her hospital. They treat you like their family. I believe most people are good, and most mamas ought to qualify for sainthood. She thinks of PCH as her hospital, and she's not scared of it. They've helped us through our struggle, and then some. I know that there'll be a next challenge. I am not unrealistic to think that there's not going to be with her, but we're ready for whatever challenge comes next, because we know that we are in good hands with them. If it wasn't for them, our daughter wouldn't be where she is today. What an amazing story. Just another one of those amazing miracles that happens at Phoenix Children's Hospital every single day. And we're so thankful that they are there. And we want you to join us in this. So here's your opportunity. That music or that noise tells you, that sound tells you it's match time. The good people at Redbird Farms Chicken are going to match your donations. Anything you donate is going to double right now. So you can call the Desert Financial Phone Bank, 602-933-4567. That's 602-933-4567. 
888-411-4567. Or you can text the word GIVE to 411-923 and you have a link to donate there. It is a way for you to donate 20 bucks a month to be a champion of hope. Give a little more if you can. Let's all work together to make sure that Phoenix Children's has the resources they need to stay a vibrant part of our community and perform the miracles they are doing every single day. 602-933-4567 is that number. Oh, this is the part of the show where I get to tell you how kind and generous this valley has been. As of now, not including the donations that are coming in right now from your phone calls and texts, we have raised $774,976. What? That's an incredible amount of money. Uh, With everything we talk about with the economy and people hurting, uh, to raise almost $775,000 is nothing short of a miracle. Uh, I want to thank a few people. Kurt, $240 in Phoenix. Yvonne in Avondale, $240. Patrick in Phoenix, $250. Marcus, $240. James, $20. Gavin, $240. Jody, $240. Robert, $500. And Julian Glendale donating $2,500. And the list goes on and on. Add your name to the list of thank yous. Oh, almost $775,000 raised so far. Uh, I can't thank you enough for partnering with us and with Phoenix Children's Hospital for the great work they do. Uh, I promise you that your gifts will live for a very long time in the hearts of so many of those families. Um, And thank you for your kindness. It truly is a miracle. Before we close out the show, I want to talk about um, the economy. I think what's happening with our economy is important. And we have another conversation about the things that work and the things that don't, whether you consider it politics or policy. I call it policy. We'll do that coming up here in just a moment. And strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. We've been talking about the economy from a different angles, and it, it is about forethought. It is about preparedness. And uh, the reason why we, you know, we get someone to help us plan our finances and our futures, we're not experts, but all of us understand you prepare for the worst, you hope for the best. And a lot of it has to do with consumer confidence. One of the reasons why those questions are asked about consumer confidence is because that leads the way. Perception is reality when it comes to finances. When people feel confident in their work, in their job, if they are confident in the job that they are in, that it's going to be there long term, that they will be working full time, that they can pay their bills, they will take risks at times, meaning they'll go on vacation. They'll put a vacation on a credit card. They'll go out and replace their car with a new or a newer vehicle. Um, they'll take that kind of a credit risk, put themselves in a little bit of debt, You know, and, and I, I'm not a financial advisor, but that's why it's viewed that that debt sometimes isn't a bad thing depending on what people are spending money on. But as we've watched over the last six months or so, more and more people have been putting necessities on credit cards, maxing credit cards out on food and fuel. Um, people, the evictions going up to pre-pandemic levels and breaking records again uh, here in Maricopa County, that we are seeing more and more people getting evicted from their homes and being in dire trouble uh, of, uh, of not being able to pay their rent or their mortgages. Those were signs. Now we know that um, target profit has tanked by 90%. That is followed up by what we've heard in the last few days about manufacturing tanking. 
So I am not screaming doom and gloom that our economy is on the precipice of a disaster. I'm not screaming depression. I'm not doing any of that. But what I am saying is that even Barack Obama, as president of the United States, said you don't raise taxes during a recession. Well, if you want to talk the technicality of the redefining of recession by the the Biden administration, the timing of this uh, Inflation Reduction Act couldn't have been worse, in my opinion. I do believe that the IRS agents that they've hired are going to go after small businesses. It's not going to be, and you may not have known this, but there was an amendment that was offered up in the Senate side of this bill that would have said no one under $400,000 is going to be audited, making $400,000 a year will be audited. Now, I don't think that's fair. I'll be honest with you. I think everybody should be treated equally. But the Democrats, all the Democrats voted against that amendment. So they know that this isn't going to be capped at $400,000 a year. They know that to be true. So small businesses, the small businesses that have suffered, the restaurant industry I talked about earlier, you know, that got hit so hard with takeout only. And uh, then they got hit with diminished capacity. As I've mentioned many times, being in the restaurant business when I was a kid, working in restaurants, not being in the business. You know, you talk about turning tables. Busboys are immensely important on a busy night. Get that table cleaned off. Get that table wiped down. Get it reset. Get people in those seats. We need to turn tables. Having a full restaurant and turning those tables as many as you, you, many times a night as you can so that you can make money. That's a key to a successful restaurant. Well, when they were open back up, they were diminished capacity. You can only fill it to 80% or 50% or whatever. Bar business, you only get, you got people spaced out six feet apart at the bar. You make money by having a packed bar. People sitting in all the seats and people squeezing in between to get a drink from time to time, that's what gives you a successful bar business. So after all of that, after waving, wading through all of that trouble, now to see how much more money their food is costing you to prepare and all of those other things that are happening, trying to eke out a profit, now you've got the the threat and the very distinct possibility of increased audits and increased oversight and all of these other things. The timing of it is horrible. It is absolutely horrible. And it is going to happen. So I would just say, even if you know, again, you may disagree with me politically on so many different things, but you know as well as I do, when it comes to a political maneuver, results matter. When you get a political promise from an elected official, whether it's a mayor, city council, county board of supervisors, state legislature, governor's office, Congress, or president of the United States, when they make promises of what they are going to do, first and foremost, remember, did they do it? And then secondly, when they did it, did it have the outcome they promised? This bill has been called the Inflation Reduction Act. Will it reduce inflation? Number one, hold them accountable if it isn't, if it doesn't. Number two, people under $400,000 a year are not going to get audited because of this. Now, it's not in the bill. But that's what they keep telling us, that anybody out there that's concerned about people making less money being audited because of this are out of their minds and it's all fear mongering. Then hold them accountable or hold me accountable if it doesn't happen. I'll come on the air and say I was wrong. I've done it before. I want what's best for the American economy and the people that make it run. I am a champion for the job creators because they are the people that pay us our wages. 
I want to work for a successful radio company like the one I work for. I want to know that they've got plenty of money in the bank. I want to know that they're profitable. And I want to know that when it's time to negotiate a contract, they're going to offer me what I want or at least close to what I want if they think I deserve it. And that check is going to clear or I'm going to get that direct deposit every two weeks. We all want that. We all want to work for a company like that. So then why do we, as any kind of a consumer, raise our fists in the air and cheer when those companies are being promised that those companies are going to be taxed at a much higher rate? Not to mention that Amazon is raising their rates for the holidays because of increased costs. So again, tax increases, oversight increases, production, supply chain, they're not going to eat those costs. You are. I continue to say it over and over again. You, the consumer, will pay higher prices because of these things. And it's already starting to happen. So those are why the policies that I believe in are what I believe in. Because I watch what works and I watch what doesn't. I want the poor to have an opportunity to be the wealthy or the middle class or whatever they want. But what I don't want to do is punish someone that's successful because it makes somebody that's not successful feel better. Never improves their lives. Never. Just about out of time. Another huge thank you for all of you that have donated to the Phoenix Children's Giveathon. We'll be back doing it again tomorrow. Um, it has been such a great day to be a part of this. We'll raise more money tomorrow together. I started about eight o'clock. Hope you can join me for part of your day. Have a great day, everyone. God bless.